Hello and welcome to The Wise Why. Caroline is here, finally here, after the weeks of drama that I seem to be, uh, yeah, having. And a, I'm, I'm thinking of getting a pass for A&E, so I think I've actually got my own parking space now. So thank you, Caroline, for joining me, joining me this morning. Uh, I met Caroline about a year ago, mm-hmm. and the first time I met her, her energy shone, and her honesty was just, well, it was refreshing. And... I have never been more blessed to have been in that room at that moment in time. So anyway, The Wise Way is not about me. It is about my guest. So Caroline, please take the floor. Good morning and thank you, Kirsty. Um, and you made quite the impression on your first appearance um, at that meeting as well. So it was lovely to meet you too. <laughs> and we bumped into each other so often since. So yeah. Where would you like me to start? <laughs> well, Actually, this the thing about the wise way is about you. It's about you. Know, you've got the most incredible career, but you've also overcome and achieved so much uh, in your life. You know your your children, the way you've brought them up, the inspiration you are. So honestly, um, I think let's start at where your career came from, and just so we can get people warmed up and, and listening. But also about how you have really faced that. I mean, it's mental health week, so we may as well just deal with it and how you have overcome some of the most horrific things in life and things that I can't imagine how you've dealt with it. So the floor is yours. Okay, so 25 years in hospitality, um, wanted to be a chef because food seems to be at the baseline for everything for me. We celebrate with it, we commiserate with it. um, But I knew as a female, it was going to be a challenge to get into being an executive chef it was going to be a hard journey so I went front of house thoroughly enjoyed it because people I've worked out I'm good with people um if people are in my world and I'm creating environments where they enjoy um they succeed that's my why that's what gives me my buzz so um but hospitality is hard hours are long um and I decided after having my third child Jake that I would have a bit of a career change and moved over into radio loved loved radio it's a brilliant environment to be in um wonderful product um and that started a career journey into marketing um and that really got I got the bug for marketing worked for a full service marketing agency started working with SMEs um Then for my sins, went back into hospitality, um, but in a marketing role, um, thoroughly enjoyed that, decided that involving myself in big projects and business turnarounds really did give me my kick. I like to get up every day and have a win, end every day with I achieved something. um, And the bigger the project, you know, the the bigger the challenge, the bigger the, the excitement and the enjoyment when it was delivered and I may I have to deliver things if I set a target I have to get it done so um it's the driver and um, so I've done some really big projects and then um came back into radio after lockdown um I don't know whether I had a little wiggy six cents because I resigned from hospitality literally five days before pandemic hit and we got locked down and um, came back into um the world of radio and marketing and then earlier on this year, decided to finally go out on my own and um, launch Fourthborn and do it for myself instead of doing it for everybody else. Um, and touch wood, I think. I think there's some wood in here somewhere. Um, it's going really, really well. Um, I think when you talk about overcoming adversity and 
the challenges of life and certainly mental health week this week. Um, yes, I lost my husband 10 years ago. Um, I was living the dream. I had the gorgeous husband, my soulmate, three beautiful children, a house, two cars on the driveway, a holiday, you know, abroad every year, working a job because I was the career girl. He supported me driving my career. Um, and overnight it changed with him getting ill and um, being terminally ill and losing him in 13 weeks. So it was a very quick and traumatic journey. Um, it changes your whole perception of life and the world and people uh, because you see very different behaviours in people um, when you have somebody who's terminally ill in your life. Um, but we... Uh, for me, I take every I have to take something from every journey that we're on. Um, we had and we are very lucky to have phenomenal family and friends around us. And we were very, very lucky that we had uh, Sobel and Seesaw, two hospice and local charity supporting us. Um, and it was a turning point. And I'm not very good at asking for help. Um, and at that point in my life, I didn't have a choice. I had to ask for help. And I'm so glad I did, because without both of those and our friends being involved, um, myself and the kids wouldn't be where we are today. Um, and 10 years on, because I cannot believe that it's 10 years already, um, I have three thriving children who are fiercely independent, practical, energised, loving life, you know, and and... George's one point, my husband's one point was, please do not let my death affect their dreams. Because he lost his dad when he was 17. And it had quite a major impact on his life. And he just said, please do not let this moment of me going impact their dreams. And here right now, it's not because they are well rounded young adults, living their lives. One's moved out already. One wants to move to Brighton. The other one's just battling his GCSEs. But we are a team. And that's, I think, where our strength comes from. That that journey and the advice and the support we were given created that team environment. And now it's the four of us and we get on with it and we pick each other up and, you know, we bolster each other when we need to. Um, but they're my driver of, if they can do it, my God, can I do it? So, I get up every day and I go to work and I'm still a career girl and I still want to achieve and I still want to be present and I want to be, I want to own my grief because it's a journey, doesn't ever go away. I can be great one day and then the anniversaries come and knock you off your feet and you feel like you're right back there in the moment again. And then you have to get up the next day and you go back to it and you put the face on and you go back out in the world and you go, I'm here for a reason, I'm doing this for a reason and I have value to add so get on and do it and that's so that's where I'm at and that's why I do and probably why I work so hard and why I play so hard um and I I live life for the moment because 10 years ago I was very happy and the plan was that we would be we always joked we would be in our 80s we'd be in rocking chairs somewhere poking each other with our walking sticks because we were just going to grow old together. And actually, that's not a given. And now I know that. I, I'm i not waiting. I live for the moment. I live in the moment. And I want to achieve it all now and experiencing it all now. Because actually, the journey's not a given. So 
I can be probably a bit intense and people probably go, oh my God, she's a bit, oh, but I don't, I don't judge anybody for judging me that way because if they haven't been on that journey, they wouldn't know. So, um, and I think probably when we caught up before, I, I explained the difference between being quite judgmental as a young adult of people kind of me going, oh, look at me, I'm achieving. If you work hard, then you get the success and you get to do all the enjoyment stuff, but not everybody's journey is the same. And I can remember stood at Tesco's probably about four or five years ago now. And there was this poor lady having an absolute meltdown at the till. And people around the, that were queuing were being really judgmental of, oh, what's she doing? Or oh, get that sorted. Or why are you behaving that way? And my response was so different of, I have no idea what's going on in your world right now. But for you to be behaving like that towards another human being and in public, that something's probably not right. And rather than tutting and going, oh, you're causing a fuss and oh, you're holding up the line, just went over and went, is there anything we can help with? Just, you're clearly in distress. It's not the person behind the tills fault. It's probably wise not to be shouting at them, but can we help in any way? And that that's probably the biggest turning point for me because actually I don't judge anymore. I look at every, every situation and just go, yeah, the behavior's a bit off. Mm probably something going on behind the scenes that you're not aware of. So just give them some space or give them a hand even, you know, see if you can help in some way. So I, I love that. And you, as we've talked off air, you you know some of my journey and it's not mm-hmm. always been pretty. And, you know, what you see on social media isn't always what's yeah. actually going on underneath the surface. And yeah. what happened with me was I went the other way with the, the the drama the trauma that I went through you know it's 20 years ago now but that uh, trauma made me too self-reliant so what happened two weeks ago where I actually had to ask for help and you were part of that support network well, that was a real turning point for me actually having to say help you know I had to get somebody to take my child to school and pick my child up and I had to have her do a sleepover her first ever sleepover and actually having that support network was incredible and I have been that woman you know what people see how nice yeah. you know, nicely made up <laughs> look like a set out salon as you said but I have been that woman in Tesco's you know I have been that person who has absolutely fallen to pieces and yeah. just couldn't cope anymore you know it's yeah. and that resilience that I learned from being that woman in Tesco's hopefully it wasn't me at that point but you never know <laughs> you never know <laughs> And I I have to say, I've been that woman in Tesco's as well, just being so consumed and grief takes you kind of uh, in the early days and for no reason at all, just tears would come and just be inconsolable. And I've been that person trying to pay, just trying to pay for my shopping to get out of the shop because I could feel myself going and not getting out of the shop in time and just walking in public with tears streaming down your face and people are looking, you know, they're looking at you going what the hell is going on like is she mad um but you it sometimes you can't help it <laughs> so but I'm glad you reached out for help because um we can become very self-reliant and I still know it is one of my I can go too far with trying to be you know self-reliant and independent and I do it of the whole oh you know I can I've got this and then I go oh actually no don't quite have this but I do have that trusted network now that, and also they know the signs. I have people saying to me, oh, Caroline, your social media has gone really quiet. Everything okay? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. (laughs) 
talking right. about that, what was amazing was I just put one line up to cancel, postpone the show. The amount of people, and obviously we're lucky, we work in, we're, we, we are in the same area, which is beautiful. You, you are two villages away from me. And yep. we have a network of, and this is the power of networking. Let's, let's look at this for a second. Yep. Um, I met you at a networking event. Since yep. then, I've gone to other networking events. You're now heading up a networking group. And networking is not just about trying to promote your business. It is about support. And I can name, I'm seeing Sarah Southey on um, Thursday this week, uh, Dr. Jenny Gordon, who's been on the show, reached yeah. out. And and between the three, there are obviously my friends and the mums at, at school, but between all of you, I was immediately supported and held when I needed to be. And it's not something that people talk about in networking. They're always talking about going to networking and getting business but it's not about that is it no, no not at all I, I actually think that uh, if you get networking right you build yourself a force of support um and I have seen and I've been networking 20 plus years and I would say the the support that I've seen within that room in certain groups that I'm in the support massively outweighs actually the business that's generated because that actually that comes naturally from the support you have but when you have whether it's technical advice or emotional support it if you build the strength of relationship it it, it carries you so much further and longer so that's the building blocks for me get the relationships right get the support network right and you'll thrive so it's about being within a group where you know that support comes naturally and that's about bringing the right people together that have a similar values a similar ethos to approach to life and business because it's people by people first at the end of the day so if you and not everybody naturally is designed to get on with each other but connect yourself with people where you do have similar values and similar ethos and genuine i think the people are authentic and genuine um, and therefore it all comes naturally um, and yeah that's where the real value is because actually once you've got that they organically go and find business for you and the referrals happen so much more naturally they're not forced it's because it's coming from a really genuine place they know you as a person and they generally want to support you as a person in life and business so yeah, I mean, I've been in the particular one that we're talking about, which is Open Doors, I've been in it for eight years and in four different groups. So I've and there are people that I know I can literally pick the phone up to if it is hitting the wall. I know I've got a plethora of people that I can just go, help. <laughs> like, whether it's legal, whether it's accounting, whether it's investments whether it's just can you just I've got an IT problem damn it can you help me out you know whatever it might be I've done it before with my car breakdown it was like there's somebody in the network that I know and you know and, and actually from a networking group that I was in in Henley the guy that still maintains my car for me he doesn't cover this area but he will come out and he MATs and services my car when I had a puncture again end of the phone call going here do I call? And he's just like, this person, the number comes. So, you know, and I haven't seen him for probably three years, but he turns up, if I ring him, he turns up and he just helps me out. So, you know, you, yeah, I, I like to collect lovely people 
and just keep them very close. Um, and that works for me anyway. <laughs> Brilliant. So yesterday, this is interesting because I... Um, I've been in Oxfordshire for a long time, but I never reached, you know, I've only been in business on my own. So I was in business as an actor for years, you know, promoting self-promotion. Then I went into the corporate world and then suddenly two years ago, well, three years ago, but really two years ago, I found myself in this new world of being a business owner and lonely. So Mm -hmm. I want to touch on loneliness in a minute. Um, But yesterday, my whole network joined up because I joined the Tech Pixies with Joy Foster um, no, I should have been, I wanted to come to the event that you ran yesterday and I'd like to touch on that because it was really important, but I couldn't be there because actually I was coaching for Joy as a tech pixie. So it, it's just how this whole networking really joins up. And yeah. I just love that. Can you touch a little bit about your event yesterday and then we'll touch on loneliness? Yeah, sure. So yesterday's event came about, um, and, and and funnily enough, it all comes through partnerships. So I was working with Jack as their group marketing manager And we went into partnership with Oxford City Football Club. Move on a year, I have opened Fourthborn. So then have ended up actually having Oxford City as my client. Doing strategy work for them and looking at the partnerships, I've come on board as their partnership manager. So I, as part of that project, I wanted to bring some events to the club um, and some value to our business club because we we're building again they're like-minded supporters of the club but they also need a a wider business connection so we brought the business club together and we wanted to put on an event with a keynote speaker that deals with practical business stuff we're all facing some challenges we're we're facing challenges as individuals with the cost of living and, and everything else that's going on but in business and in that lonely environment actually a business of actually Sometimes just hearing it from somebody else and knowing that you're not in it on your own and you just may need one word of inspiration. Um, And I had met Joy. um, I had gone to Howard's Women in Business Networking event and seen Joy speak, um, completely inspired by chatting to her. Joy had actually been in touch with Jack recently. So I took the opportunity to say, do you know what, Joy? It's been lovely talking to you you brought back all of that feeling that I had when I walked out of the room when I heard you speaking I'm doing this speaker event how about you and Tim come and do a talk for me at Oxford City and she was like yeah and we're in football now as well so it there was so many crossovers so that's how it all came about and that was just through different conversations and again that bumping into each other talking to each other knowing contacts we had you know, relevant contacts. Um, so yeah, we had a wonderful lunch yesterday. Um, and Selfie from Jack hosted it for me. So we just, I just brought in all of my different contacts, um, reached out to my networks who were the wonderful Oxford community that came and supported and gave us the numbers. Um, and Tim and Joy were an absolute joy, so inspirational. Um, and I have to say, my one takeaway, and it's so simple, you, there's just sometimes little things that you just, and they spoke about a lot of things yesterday. Should have been a 40 minute talk, they spoke for an hour and 20. It, it just went on because people were enjoying it, which is always a, a great sign for a speaker event. Um, was Joy talked about um, bamboo and that you get an inch in the first year, you'll get an inch in the second year, you'll get an inch in the third year and in the fourth, and then in the fifth year, we'll go 19 foot. And it was just one of those little moments where you just go, 
I'm a new business owner and I know I'm going to be looking for growth and I'm going to have years where I'll probably stand still. But actually, that's something I know I'm going to fall back on and go, the foundations have to be right. And if I only get an inch for four years, but come year five, I'm going to fly. Okay, I'm all right with that journey because it's a journey. Um, and it was just, you know, little things. And and hearing Tim talk about actually the reality behind, you know, being an Olympic gold medalist and that it's not all, you know, glamorous and it comes down to hard grit and and toughing it out sometimes when you've got injuries or you, and the different dynamics of the team that really make it work. You know, so, yeah, we wanted it to be sports related. It's a football club. And it's community minded. Um, but I really wanted it to, to have tangible links to business. And actually, the correlation between sports and business is phenomenal. Um, and the other takeaway from Tim yesterday was every business should have a sports person in it or have come from sports. So if you're thinking about your kids and getting them into sport, it's such a good training ground for business because actually it gives you such skills for it so um yeah and I'm glad because I was really sporty and I was in loads of teams hockey teams netball teams swimming teams everything as a kid so I kind of go thanks mum and dad didn't realize what you were doing at the time making me do all of it I, I was in a sports thing every single day of the week didn't really get the relevance then absolutely reaping the benefits now so thanks mum and dad if you're watching <laughs> I love I'm going to add in that if it's not a sports and you've got a dance child then mm. definitely dance because it's the same principle yeah. the um she says sitting here waiting for yeah <laughs> <laughs> you should see me walking right now gosh I look beautiful because I was a dancer and that dancing and you know how Adam Cooper is still going go out there Adam I'm so impressed um I trained with Adam but um Cool. That dancing training where you learn to be in the chord ballet, you learn to dance the same, you learn yeah. to pull. And I was in the chorus of 42nd Street and we learned wow. to that tap step at the same time on the same beat. And we yeah. had to pull together. And if somebody fell, you pick them up and you move them on. So I'm yeah. going to also say that performers, absolutely, it gives yeah. you a foundation for business and teamwork that is second to none. It yeah. really yeah. is. It's it's powerful. Yeah. So, my, my dancing is never on the stage, but I did ballroom dancing. It's great for posture. <laughs> and it's good for rhythm that you can still pick up later on when you haven't done it for a few years. <laughs> well, there was a point where I danced on tables, but it certainly wasn't when I was... And unfortunately, I want to say, I danced on tables when I was slightly inebriated but I wasn't I was sober and I danced on a table in the Port of Leith in fact the bar the Port of Leith, Port of Leith in Edinburgh stone cold sober wow <laughs> did somebody get it on video or was that not a thing at the time no and 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 just remind me when we go out for a drink I will behave myself <laughs> so this you won't have any holding back from me just saying for oh, going out and dancing your so, encouragement <laughs> We really have, we'll have to get Sarah on there as well. Um, I want to ask you who's inspired you. I know your family, but I would like to know who has inspired you along your way. Oh, gosh, lots of people. Um, the one that all, that instantly comes to mind, there's two people. Um, one is um, Laurent. He was my manager when I was at Phyllis Court. I joined and he had just moved over from France. His English was very broken and he didn't, my first real proper job interview. 
And at the end of the interview, he said, I don't want to offer you that waitress job. And I was like, oh, what? And he went, I can see more in you. I want to offer you a general um, assistance job. It's sort of our management programme. I want to bring you in. I can see a lot of potential in you. And I worked for him for 12 years. Um, and he was my mentor, my inspiration, his values and his respect and his his genuine ability to see something in people has inspired me to be that manager. Now, not everybody liked him because he was tough. You know, he was he had rules and he had high expectations. But gosh, did he drive you? Um, and we we're still in touch today, and we've ended up. The kids have all grown up together. You know, I know his children, and and he knows mine. And we still we went to France for a colleague's wedding a couple of years ago, and you know, so it, it, he's, but he's one of those characters in life that you just kind of go. Everybody should have a Laurent in their life because <laughs> he's amazing. Um, the other person is a lady called Karen. She owned the design agency that I joined, um, and I think probably because I saw the best human attributes in a person because I worked for her when I had Georgie's diagnosis and I lost him and she just took all of the stress away in the the, the chaos that was happening on the day that we were told that was it he was he was within days um, and then gave me the ability to step back from work and when I went part time, I gave up the commission, I gave up the car, I gave up, and she was like, but I don't want to lose you out of the business. So I want to keep supporting you, go part time, just do what you can. And then a year later, we had a chat and went, where are you now? How do you feel? Do you want to build back up? And I did. Um, and I don't, and I think if I hadn't had that in my life at the time, things would be very different, because actually, you you'd have to take the the compassion and humility of other people and she was just amazing you know she she literally had my sister-in-law who couldn't get on a plane she just paid for her flight and got her over and we sorted it out when the life insurance came in but people that genuinely would just go I'll just do that for you and I'm like I'm just an employee for you but for her more than an employee she wanted to do the right thing as a human being and again they have a beautiful family and she's somebody that I know that will just catch up but one of those people that you may not see for a while and when you do you just pick up where you left off so um big inspiring kind of celebrities and stuff I don't know I'm it's probably quite topical because it, it, it I'm not really impressed by celebrity or it's it's not I I kind of go that's really good for you but gosh it comes with such compromise um I read and follow a number of influencers but I wouldn't say that they inspire me every day I kind of watch with interest because I'm intrigued by them maybe not inspired by them but definitely intrigued by them the person that I think because she's been stable and it's very topical if there is ever a person that would inspire you, and I think my family values are the same because she reminds me of my nan and granddad and I was very close with my nan and granddad, would be the Queen. Somebody who has that force of commitment and absolutely lives and breathes by it um, is, 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 is that stable that's always been there. Um, and I know that I've been brought up with very, very similar values from both sets of grandparents. And I was very lucky that I'm in my 40s and I only lost my pa my grandparents 
within the last in my 40s so to you know to have grandparents that old I mean my great aunt was 101 so I think I'm going to be around for a while um <laughs> my nan was 96 so yeah I've got some I've got some innings to go yet um but you know they were hard and fast and they were good financial planners they were hard workers they were self-educated um self-driven but you know just um, and kind you know and good cooks, all of them great cooks. So, because it comes back to food at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, probably the Queen would be my, yeah, we've got a pedestal moment. <laughs> yeah, no, I, lo I love that because I think, um, I don't think we realised, and, and it is topical, I don't think we realised what the value was that she gave to us. Yeah. The back, particularly as women, that backbone that she gave mm. us. Yeah. I don't think we realised until she passed and we all went, oh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. The stuff that she, the, the, everything that she stood for, the way, I mean, she really was inspirational on so many levels. And yeah. I, I had a, an employee when I was going through my rough time 20 years ago who did something similar to me, a uh, big picture. And um, I have to, I have to say thank you because I wouldn't be here. They were prepared to fly me, pay for me um, and put me up in a hotel if I needed it. Uh, instead, I went somewhere else, which I won't. It, it's personal but um yeah um they were they were there and they held me and they kept me going and they kept me employed even when I was turning up and, and crying I, mean, I can remember the day that I realized that I had to make this big decision and I went to work and I stood selling computers I sold 10 I sold 10 in PC World and the manager in PC World with tears down running on my face. I think I had the sympathy vote uh, and it was called Dorfin in PC World and the PC World manager, Dixon's Chorus, because Dorfin's manager went, I think it's now time to go home and, and, and you need to sort your life out. But I had to sort them out of the computers. But that employee, employer stood by me and it was very, very powerful. And thank you, big picture. So, yeah, yeah. don't share that very often. Um, this is where you get to turn the questions and turn the table on me. I do want to ask you about your aha moment, but I'm going to leave that to the end. Um, so you get to turn the questions on me. <laughs> cool. Um, so you're still really fresh into your business journey, and we have talked about loneliness. We sort of touched on loneliness a little bit, and I'm probably experiencing the same thing, but I'm only seven months in. Um, how do you deal with being a business owner and... And, and keeping yourself out of that lonely environment because you talk about support and stuff and I know that you've got connections with, and you work with lots of different people but how do you is there a is there a strategy to it or a structure to it or does it so, just happen naturally no so two years on and I will say it's two years on so um if you'd asked me this question two years ago I would have said I've got my head down and I'm just busy and I was busy building the brand. Two years on, I now have a really, really lovely work-life balance. I try not, I, I will have to work at the weekends because I'm, I'm that school mum trying to run a business. So there is points where I work at the weekends, but what I do now do two years on is apart from I've got everything scheduled and, and it's, it's rolling forwards. Um, I really schedule family time and I prioritise family time at the weekend over everything else. And, you know, there was on Wednesday when I picked our daughter up, I could have come upstairs and I could have sat at the PC, but I took the decision that actually, no, I'm going to be downstairs. I'm going to be with my family. And if I have to work, I'll work later. Mm -hmm. So realizing that I needed my family 
to alleviate that loneliness. And it wasn't loneliness as a business owner that I was experiencing. It was experiencing that fact that I'm stuck in a room looking at a PC and actually I needed to get out of my business head and go back into being part of the family. So two years ago, head down working. My husband said to me, you know, what are you working for? And it is back to Joy's Bamboo. I'm working for an inch. And this year, funny enough, so I've just done my tax for last year and there's an, you know, from the first year, you know, I'm pretty, pretty impressed. The second, the next year, I know there'll be a bamboo. It's going to be an inch. Yeah. And actually, I think I'm going to about, get about an inch and a half the right. year after that, which is quite exciting. Right. But it is about now, now knowing that I need my daughter and I need my husband. Mm-hmm. And I need that to keep me on my business track because I need to get out of my business head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it can become all-consuming, for yeah, sure. It does. Yeah. So hopefully that hopefully that was a, a kind of explain where I, I'm at now. But I want to hear about your aha moments because catering to marketing, marketing, networking, networking to running your own business is a big, brave old move to walk away from Jack and launch Fourth Ward. So I want to hear about your aha moments along the way, and that's where we'll finish. Um. Two aha moments, really. One, not surprisingly, was losing my husband and having to become a single parent and complete financial responsibility for house, home, children, everything. Um, And for a long, long time, I had thought employment was safe. Employment meant that there was a wage at the end of the month, didn't have to worry about it. And I could focus on doing all of the lovely bits that I really like doing and didn't have to worry about any of the business bits that I don't quite find so enjoyable. Um, and there was a moment in January, uh, at the end of February, where I was made redundant. First time in a 40 plus year career. Well, not quite 40, I'm not that old. Um, 30 plus year career. And it was a real moment of the only person that I can completely rely on to ensure financial security for me and my family is me. And I have to be in control of it. I have to drive it, I can grow it, but and I and I want to now do it on my own terms, not by anybody else's rules. I want to do, I want to choose who I work with and how I work with them. I want to walk away with that moment of my my why for my business is I want to add value to somebody else's business. I've got to the point in life where I've got enough experience behind me. It's right for some, it won't be right for others, but I choose to work with the people that get me. I had some strapline ideas when I launched the business of I'll put a rocket up your ass and I will get shit done. I wasn't allowed either of them um, with my design agency that just kind of curved me back into um, something that's actually PC enough that I can put on everything and not have any challenges anywhere. But the people that I meet know how who I am and how I am um, and love the fact that they go, do you know what, actually I need somebody to put a rocket up my arse, so you are the right person. So I choose to work with people like that because when I do and I get, where's the accountability, I'm going to make, I'm, I won't go into something unless I'm going to make it happen. So we're not going to set this journey and then not make it happen. And so therefore, there'll be some challenges along the way. Are you up for that? And I won't enter it unless they go, yeah, disclaimer, I'm up for it. 
kick my ass, it's fine. So, you know, and, and we have a laugh about it. Might have to do a glass of wine about it as well. But it's, they're the people that I want to work with. But um, there's a new business that I've recently just started working with. And their little moment, which is, brings me back to my aha moment, is, my God, why didn't we think of that? Like, so simple, why didn't we think to it? And it's like, because you're so close to your business and I can bring perspective with experience and therefore we can get that journey moving and we can work smarter rather than harder. And I get to own that value and say, that's make it, that's paying my bills at home because I go to work every day and I make a difference. And that's the feel good factor for me. So yeah, so my whole moment is had to be financially independent, didn't have a choice about it. And then from a work perspective, the business was the only way that I was going to absolutely ensure that it's completely under my control. And don't get me wrong, first thing I did was got myself a very good accountant, then got myself an IT support because <laughs> not, very good at accounts, not very good at IT and tech. Um, and yeah, have just surrounded myself with support partners that keep propping me up and, you know, so I keep moving forward in my journey, but completely back to my network and and the relationships that um, I now rely on um, to keep this working. So. I- genuinely love it and i knew that would be a lovely way to end we we're not getting for some reason i'm not getting the the uh comments through so there will be some comments on linkedin i think i'm only getting a few through but we did we've got one from caroline i think something's gone on the stream but uh we've got one from paula which says i completely resonate with you caroline and i know why and i'll explain off screen why that would resonate importantly with paula she's an amazing lady so thank you for uh, joining us this morning paula thank you caroline i really appreciate that in front, as I knew it would be. 